Hell yeah! Welcome, football and other F-words. I am your host, Mr. Lebowski. We are joined today by producer, co-host, Zach Lyons, and to my left is Mike Miracles. We actually don't know where Keith is, and it doesn't really matter. So, I think he's at a uh, band that you haven't heard of, uh, their concert. It's a concert that also people haven't heard of. They're called Stabbing Westward. Look them up online. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I've heard of that band, though. <laughs> oh mother of god that is like if we started a tribute band i want it to just all be vertical horizon and stabbing westward that's it that's all we oh beautiful vertical horizon some great love songs that that one hits home can you name two vertical horizon songs uh everything uh he's everything you want he's everything oh there's another one i haven't listened to him in a while i had a whole album back. yeah i had their album listen to yeah listen me and keith listen to that frequently as a child yeah it's god awful (laughs) <laughs> all right we're gonna go through preseason game two we want to talk about the 53 man roster who's gonna make it who doesn't uh we're gonna specifically go through the differences in players that zach thinks is gonna make it for uh versus mike and, and vice versa how many times did i say vice versa in that fucking sentence uh we're gonna discuss preseason game three we're gonna talk a little bit about derrick henry because we have started <laughs> a beehive of activity between uh paul garski midday 180 and zach specifically so we'll get into that and then uh if we have time we'll talk a little bit about confidence. i was accused of being in love with derrick henry uh, which which technically that's in, probably in, a yeah. good point i think you probably are <laughs> in I mean, love let's or, be honest. or in lust well I mean, it, I, I, it was specifically said in love. That is a good point. It was specifically said in love. If we have time at the end, we will talk about confidence or concerns heading into the regular season. If we do not get to that today, we will definitely discuss that next week. So let's get into it. Preseason game two is now in the books. Starting off, do you give a shit? Yeah. I, did, I mean, besides... <laughs> That's a question. I, I mean, did you... I, I care. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I care from a standpoint of it's football and we walked away... With no real injuries, but we didn't walk away with anything. I think that I don't have some big takeaway. Like, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. I, I just think that okay, it was a game. It was a preseason game, and there wasn't, there wasn't. It wasn't as exciting as the first one, in my yeah. in my opinion. So I, I don't think there was Even a with real big people takeaway. Flipping into the end zone and all that. Well, the first half was pretty good. Well, I will say that. Well, the first two or three drives were horrendous those were those were the first two drives were pretty rough <laughs> and i maybe but they were rough for both sides well too. right well let me say this marcus starting off slow does does worry me a little bit because he's not a quarterback that you want to start slow in my opinion and the titans I mean, shouldn't want him to start slow i don't know too. that he started slow so much as the team well started. i mean, I mean you got, don't want to see the offense start slow he let got me say sacked that. on the second play which was a sack that he had no control over yeah. you know he just got that's Staffle okay. I mean, just continue and... to make excuses for him, I guess. Well, I mean, not, we'll just I'm keep not, going down I mean, that road. I am not a Mariota apologist. <laughs> Anybody that, that has followed me knows that. But I do think there was... For an offense that traditionally has problems starting off fast, I mean, did we... How many first drives last year did we score any points uh, on? Yeah, we, it, we scored some opening Yeah, but I mean, it was but... there was a long drought there for a bit. And to me, it two drives in a row... That that had me a little worried. I mean, the- I, I was playing I was playing cards while watching this, and <laughs> and then I was just like, 
well, that might as well really not focus anymore because this is going nowhere fast. The the offense starting slow, I would agree with, is a, was a little bit concerning, but I wouldn't say that Mariota necessarily started slow. I, I thought he played pretty He's well. He's the in this engine game. that makes the offense go. Right. Yeah. Sure. I mean. Yeah. It, it doesn't help. <laughs> he it didn't d- get helped by a lot of his he, teammates. Yeah. He didn't get. It doesn't help when someone's pouring sugar in that engine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I don't know. It's so hard for me to A, get into preseason and B, be able to make any kind of definitive judgment out of it because we're fans. We're not coaches. You know, I mean, I know Mike is definitely and and Zach as well are watching the game more of probably closer to what a coaching staff or someone on the team is going to watch it from an evaluation standpoint. But it is a little bit harder for me to get into it because, you know, by the time you get nine minutes into the first quarter you're already starting to pull starters and it's not fun to watch anymore but and, and like Tannehill, you know he wasn't that great either uh, of course j-rob earlier in the week told him to you know slow it down a little bit so uh he sure. we we knew he wasn't gonna look that great i thought it, he was pretty good i mean he, he started off slow too he wasn't like lighting the world on fire but i thought he was fine i mean okay are we okay with fine? Is that is that what we're okay he with had, now? He had a touchdown drive. I mean, like I mean, but do we want fine? He had he had one touchdown drive out of what three drives that he played. Yeah, That's I understand it's a preseason, but do are we okay with fine? I'm okay with fine in preseason. From a backup yeah. quarterback, sure. Well, he could be a starter at any point. Oh, come on, we're not going down that. Road I'm just right saying. Now. I'm just saying at like any a point. Week one starter? Starter? No, no, no. <laughs> I definitely do not think he's a week one do starter. Do we think Mariota's going to make the roster? Let's not. Uh, he he's probably going to get cut. <laughs> Let's so, not open up that. He's not on my 53 i'm okay with i'm i'm okay with the team just being mediocre at any position in in preseason what you know i think what you don't want to see is the little bit of the jaguars dolphins game last night that i could tolerate that was some very very bad football at, at any given point on both sides of the ball there were times when the Jaguars look absolutely pitiful so like I would really hate to see that but I don't even know that you can read into that too much but anyways to get back on track a little bit let me ask this I'll I'll kind of go through the the bigger position and position sets and you just tell me how you feel quarterback how'd you feel out of the entire quarterback set out of the preseason game Mike Uh, I thought Mariota and Tannehill were pretty good I thought Woodside was pretty bad yeah, no, no real big takeaway for me I mean it was just a it just was a preseason game wide receivers um, mostly bad. I, I like seeing AJ Brown get open a lot. It seems to be pretty consistent at getting open. Now, whether he gets targeted or whatever, that's a little bit I, different story. I, but, I did like seeing him come yeah. back to the ball on that back shoulder fade. I loved seeing Mariota actually throw that up on third and ten, right? Um, which was a big deal to me. And then, yeah, the, the, there was one clip in particular. I think it's actually the McNichols touchdown where A.J. Brown just roasted a pa- Patriots receiver in press coverage off the line and would have been wide open for a touchdown if, you know, Tannehill made the right read and got it to his hot receiver because the Patriots came with a blitz and it was a touchdown and great. But, uh, yeah, Brown would have been wide open. Yeah, if, e- if he even, even on the plays that he's not getting targeted, he's getting open, and that's a good sign. Yeah. Tight end play? Um, Ferkster was good. Yeah, he rebounded from Walker week one. was good. Yeah, so it was good to see Walker yeah, back out there. I that mean, would be the big biggest deal. takeaway, yeah. really, is seeing Walker out there Certainly, on the scene yeah. and, and looking that. very much like the Walker of old. I mean, it, you know, he's just Mario to trust him on a different level than he trusts any other receiver on this team. So I, I think having him back out there is a huge deal. All right, so 
offensive line, including Seffel, getting blown down like a door watcher on Black Friday. <laughs> he, he rebounded. Yeah, he he did. did rebound. He rebounded. But boy, he went down, he went down like a Walmart greeter. It yeah. was bad. Yeah, that, that was a terrible first snap, and I'm it not was. excusing that by any means when I say this. So hear me when I say I'm not excusing one terrible, terrible snap from a guy that gets paid a lot of money to not have terrible snaps. But – he was really good on the rest of the game and, and it was, the run game. He's he's he is able to reach these long reach blocks, getting to the second level and picking off linebackers, unlike any offensive guard that the Titans have had in a long time. So that's that's going to do a lot for Derrick Henry in the running game when we get to real games that count. And I, I don't think that should be overlooked. Yeah by people who are really upset with him about that one terrible, terrible play that was it terrible. Is, it's one snap. Yes, exactly. It's I think on any given snap, you could have a player that's just going to shit the bed on something. If, so If you judge every player by their very worst snap in the NFL, you're going to think everyone's shitty. Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. You're going to be left with two players in the NFL who are sitting over there going, <laughs> well, I've been mediocre the whole time. I've never shit the bed. Um, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. Well, well I'm sorry. Before we move on, running backs. Yeah, one thing on the offensive line before we get to the running backs. Conklin. Always one more thing. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm the king of one, one more thing. thing. One more thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jack Conklin was outstanding and had some really nice blocks in this game, and uh, I'm ready to declare it. Jack Conklin is back. All right. I, I am with you. Yeah. I think Jack. I think seeing him in practices in person, too, He's back, and I don't think he's back in a way that you're going to have to put a tight end on his side. I think you could, but you could write that down as a big takeaway then. Yeah, if, if that's what absolutely. you're declaring, that's a big yeah. takeaway because that's that's a big question mark. But Conklin did not make my 53. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is it is a really weird we're roster. That. Our 53 is a disaster. Oh. <laughs> you better be hopeful we're not running the team. And please, for the love of God, Tyler Merritt and Austin Pastor, please don't let me see either one of them on the field for the Titans this year. <laughs> God bless. J Chase Winovich worked them over like rag dolls on the, the right side of that offensive line. Running that back play? Embarrassing. McNichols was good. Yeah. He was fun. De Deion Lewis had that really nice uh, one-handed grab. Um, I still think Lewis is going to be a nice part of that offense, but I, I, I love McNichols. He's, he's a lot of fun to me. Yeah. I think McNichols is good. And he's, you got to remember this is only his third year in this, in the season. I know he was a fifth round pick that didn't stick at Tampa Bay. And then he went to the Colts, didn't stick there. And then came to us and he kind of stuck around, but you know, there's players that do that and are contributors to this team. Darius Jennings is a guy that was what on eight or nine teams, you know, before he caught on and was one of the best punt returners. I'm not saying that he's going to be anything big, but He's gonna make the team. I, I just have a hard time seeing McNichols not making this team. I think I think there's a chance he doesn't just because of numbers at the position, but I, I would have him on my fifty three, yeah. as we'll get to shortly. It's almost like we have a segment discussing <laughs> yeah. exactly that. So I don't wanna I don't wanna belittle the entire defense into one segment, but I am gonna condense my next question into overall encompassing defense. How do you feel about the defense? Um, mostly good. I mean, the first team defense especially looked good. Logan Ryan had a great play on that interception. Uh, that Kenny Vaccaro. Right? Oh yeah, that <laughs> especially against the Patriots. Yeah. You know, he you know he probably uh, wanted that one. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro had a nice blitz for a sack that I think ended up getting negated by a penalty, but still you kind of like to see uh, Dean Pease's blitz is still getting home. So um, I thought mostly the defense looked pretty good. The Biggest concern I had was kind of the back end of the roster defensive line against the run. Felt like they got bullied in the second half by Damian, uh, is it Harris? 
Yeah. Damian Harris uh, in, in the Patriots yeah. offensive line. So, uh, I concur. I like that. I concur. <laughs> I want to say this before we go on to the 53-man thing. Uh, I don't know I've said it before, but I don't know how to quantify the statement, but I'd really like that Vaccaro has meshed with this team like he's been here for 10 years. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is great to see. It's I again, maybe it's hyperbole, but I just I don't feel like that I've seen veterans roll in, especially the Titans, roll into a team like the Titans and suddenly adopt and adapt to the locker room and he was one of my favorite players when he got drafted because you know, he was on that Texas team and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know, I've watched, you know, a little bit of Texas uh, football here and there. But something about him I always liked. Yeah. And then he went down to New Orleans, and that seems like, to me, would be a perfect fit with the vibrant you know, scene down there. I mean, his personality seems like a fit. I never understood why a team that struggled with pass defense let a guy like this go. And he's just came here and has just, I guess, been put in the right position, not only in the locker room, but also on the field. And, I mean, props to Dean Pease and Mike Vrabel and, Man, I am so glad he's on this team. He's yeah, like yeah. he's like easily one of my favorite players. I agree. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. He's really it makes me smile just talking about him. I love him. You know, love seeing just the energy and especially like with him on social media. You know, yeah. he interacts with people. He's yeah. into it. It's it's good to see. He's he's been awesome. I love the intensity that he brings to. I think that elevates the whole level of intensity for the whole defense when he comes out and lays a big hit on a dude and gets up and kind of you know he's fired up and I, yeah I'm. I, I love Kenny Vaccaro, and, and I honestly think the Saints blew it the way they used him. They tried to use him as like a nickel corner uh, pretty much his entire time there, and maybe that was out of necessity, but he's much better as a safety, and, and they've got a perfect thing going with him and Bayard right yes, now. Yes, very much so. We're spoiled with that. So this is how I want to do the 53-man thing, because I know that Zach and Mike have a lot of a lot of positions that they agree on, and they've got several positions that they have some disagreement on. So I am going to run through each position, and Mike, I'll let you go through and name the 53-man roster. For those positions that you disagree on, obviously, Zach, you'll chime in. Y'all can go back and forth on that. So let's start, if y'all ready, for quarterback. Please tell me y'all don't have any fucking surprises here, <laughs> and we're going to be losing Mariota. I don't know. I I have them keeping three. And I know that's where we differ, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. And so I've only got two. I think with the with his performance in season one or preseason game one, and we'll see this could change after the next two games. But with their with both these quarterbacks injury history, I think keeping Woodside is good because the backup quarterback situation, if you're watching the rest of these preseason games, are horrendous. And Logan Woodside is still probably could be if he got put on the practice squad, could easily get snatched up by another team pretty quick and be a legit backup for one of them. Mike, why two instead of three? So I I like Woodside. I do think he's a lot better than some of the like depth quarterbacks that we've seen in the past. I just struggle to have him on the roster over some of these other guys that could play on special teams and could give you probably and maybe have more upside as far as a potential future role as a starter. Like I, th- I think Woodside is his ceiling is a solid NFL backup, you know? So then there's nothing wrong with that, but I just, I struggle to keep him on the roster right now. I think you have at least a chance to sneak him onto the practice squad because I mean, there, a lot of teams have three or four quarterbacks that are actually 
pretty solid. There, I mean, because teams like Denver and uh, I think Washington has like four quarterbacks that they're they're teams that like don't have any good quarterbacks, but they have like three or four guys on the roster that are solid NFL backup quality type guys. So I think there's going to be some options out there for other teams to pick up beyond Woodside. And and let's not forget that last year the way that he got onto the roster was by being a free agent that nobody really wanted after fault got picked up. So the Titans were able to go grab him and stash him on the practice squad. So I would rather get him on the practice squad if they think they can. Now I think it's, it's important that John Robinson has a feel for whether or not someone might be coming after him in, you know, if they do put him on waivers, but that's the ideal is you get him on the practice squad and hang on to him there and save the 53 man spot for somebody else. Yeah, I just don't think that he's going to, I don't, I don't know if you can risk it because, like, I mean, Marcus has a bad injury history. Tannehill's history is a staying healthy is just as bad. I almost think that it's just don't don't risk it. I know that you know that's probably counterintuitive because you may it, you're you're talking about a back end of a roster that's so deep until you really get to the last. It was pretty easy to make a fifty three up until the last like six spots. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's taking someone else's spot, but is he really taking another contributor's spot on the fifty-three? In my opinion, Woodside is should should stay. Let's move to running backs. Uh, Mike, how many are you keeping, and who? Uh, so I had four on the roster. Obviously, Henry and Lewis, and then I also had Fluellen and McNichols. Same. Okay, same. Which I, I think McNichols is it's going to be tough for him. He's got to keep performing to force them, and he also needs to get some sort of role on special teams because that's going to be the thing if they're going to keep a fourth guy and have him even you know on the the back end of that roster he needs to be able to contribute on special teams wide receiver I believe you're both in agreement who is the starting wide receivers though it'll be davis uh humphreys sharp brown taylor and jennings uh, that's i i know khalif raymond is uh, popular among a lot of fans i don't he didn't do much in that second preseason game. Yeah, he's got he's, two more games to show up, but he's, he's going to have to show it. Same with uh, Ratman. He's dropped a couple passes. Um, yeah, Ratliff Williams hasn't done a whole lot in preseason action, too. Ratman. I, I, I'd be pretty shocked if those weren't the six. I mean, Cody Hollister has been the only one that's consistently probably made plays over the last two yeah, weeks. And even he had a drop yeah, last week. So, so, I mean, the the – it's beginning to look like Jennings is going to stick around. I know I after preseason so. game one, there were some talks, but I, I I think Jennings is sticking. Yeah. All right, tight ends. First and foremost, does Delaney Walker make the team? It was close for me. Yeah. But he, he's definitely on. on the roster. <laughs> was, the, was the red pin quivering <laughs> over his name? <laughs> oh, I actually just use scissors and just cut out the names on the list and just throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have some disagreement at tight end, right? Yeah. Zach, uh, who do you have making it? I got Ryan Hewitt over Mike's Michael Pruitt, yeah. which is pretty funny that Hewitt and Pruitt are the two that we're thinking. Because yeah. we both have Ferkser, Smith, and Walker, of course. Yeah. And to me, Hewitt is just he's he's what Stalker was, but he's a better blocker than what Stalker was. And I think that with Fluellen's injury being up in the air, that they'll probably keep Hewitt just for that reason. Michael, tell me. It's Pruitt just because his first name matches you and I's <laughs> and it's just spelled a little different, right? But it's a horrible spelling of it. I, that actually spelling. is a mark in the negative category for him. <laughs> but uh I, I think I think Pruitt may be the best inline blocker on the team as far as that wide tight end position. So I, that's why I have him on there. And 
based on everything we've seen so far, I think he's the idea is that he's going to play a lot on early downs for for run blocking purposes. So I, I think he ends up making it. Now Hewitt, I could see making it if they thought Flewellen's injury was going to linger. Um, but it sounds like, based on Paul Kaharski's report, that they think Flewellen will be back by maybe week one. It sounds like it'll be pretty early in the season. But though, it so. is a knee knee surgery. I mean, is that not yeah. concerning that he may not be even one hundred percent, and that's why they make? I, that's kind of why I'm thinking they may keep Hewitt, just because there's a good chance he may not be 100%. He could easily injure himself again because it's now his third injury since, or second injury since the injury of the Patriots or whatever. I think it's at least a concern, but I guess it, it would all depend on how bad they thought that might that yeah. situation might be. Um, but if they think he might be ready for week one, I can't imagine it was that big of a surgery. It must have just been like a scope or something minor. Centers, guards, and tackle. Do we have any disagreement there? I think no. we had the same, and it's uh, Lawan. Uh, Saffold, Jones, Palmfield, and Conklin left to right as the starters. And then we had... Uh, Levin, Jamil Douglas, and, and uh, Nate Davis. Nate Davis as the other as the other three there. Actually, and one more. Oh, Dennis Kelly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dennis, forget Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly. Um, and then... yeah, Oh, yeah, we already yeah. said Douglas. So, yeah. I, I do think there's a chance that they end up keeping an extra tackle somehow because if Palmfield ends up being the starter at right guard and something happens while Lawan is out to either Conklin or Kelly, they're really screwed at tackle um, without having to move Palmfield out or and then shift in another guard or, or do something kind of different like that. So I wouldn't be totally shocked if we saw them go claim another team's tackle because – as I mentioned earlier, Austin Pastor and uh, Tyler Merritt are just dog shit. So. Every every time I think of Dennis Kelly, I think of the trade of how he ended up on the Titans and on our NFL oh on Reddit. Uh, my, my God, I'm blanking on the name. The Eagles fans uh, were going yeah. berserk. DGB. Yeah. Cannot, you know, can't wait to get rid of that idiot with the long hair. What a redneck. Congratulations <laughs> on having another turnstile on your team, blah, blah, blah. And that trade couldn't have worked out any better. It makes me grit every time I hear Dennis Kelly's oh, name because gosh. that board was filled with it. Just goes to show <laughs> just because you're posting on the internet does not make you an expert. And then I think about the fact that we're on Twitter all day, so I don't know how to quantify that statement. But anyways, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to move on. Long snapper, Bo, Bo Brinkley. Place kickers. Ryan suck up, and then obviously we're keeping Kern. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive lineman, do you all have any disagreement here? We we do. We do. Uh, Mike built up Amani Bledsoe <laughs> last week, and what, he what an accusation yeah. right off the bat. Well, he right? did. I mean, it's on air. <laughs> built it up. He's like, I'm really impressed with Amani Bledsoe. He's with the ones. This guy's gonna make him. Blah 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 and he blah was blah. With the ones in the preseason, and, game too. and he did nothing in the preseason. <laughs> he didn't do anything. And, and I'm sitting there, and then here comes Isaiah Mack once again in showing out when it matters. Because it matters that he's showing out at these games, and he's been doing that for the last two two weeks. Mike does not have Isaiah Mack. He has his boy, Amani <laughs> Bledsoe. I have Isaiah Mack, and I just I think that on the, the trajectory that Isaiah Mack's been on these last two weeks, I think he's just going to make the team. I don't, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Bigger Herndon, DYB. Mac Mac has played very well. Let me let me put this out there first. So Mac Mac has played very well, and I do like him quite a bit. The problem is, 
you've got so I, we've got Casey Simmons who will probably we've got starting the season on PUP. I think that's a pretty safe assumption, so he won't count against the fifty three initially. Uh, but Casey Jones, Urban Dickerson, Johnson, and then our disagreement is between Bledsoe and Mac. So I've got Bledsoe on there mostly because I really don't love the depth options at edge, uh, at the edge position outside linebacker. Um, and I think Bledsoe gives you a little bit of flexibility. That's where they had him playing with the first team defense was on the edge kind of as a four three defensive end. Basically, he's kind of a tweener type guy, like six four six five, about 280 pounds. So He's got a little bit of that ability to him, and I think he profiles as a better potential special teams contributor, which, I mean, let's be honest, Isaiah Mack probably isn't getting on the field most weeks if you've got Casey and Jones and Urban and Dickerson and Johnson healthy, right? So I think Bledsoe has a cleaner path to the to playing time, both in special teams and positionally. So that that's why I'm going with him still. He was very good against the Eagles um not quite as good against the Patriots we'll see what he does this week but that's what I've got I'd say Max just consistently good so I don't know really <laughs> how else to put it um, they the it's the like titans, all of that you just said was not listened to at all right the, the, the titans the titans defense uh did get the defensive line did get bullied by the uh Patriots in the second half of that game while Mac was in there quite a bit so he's, well, he's a good well, he pass can't carry everybody Mike he's a good pass rusher I don't know about the run defense all right, let's move on to linebackers where we have yet another disagreement. Mike, start me off. Who are you keeping? <laughs> so uh, at outside linebacker, I've got Landry, Wake, Finch, and Correa. And then at inside linebacker, I've got Evans, Brown, Woodyard, Bates, and Long. Yeah, I think that's one inside linebacker too many. I don't think Darren Bates is going to make it. And now I think, I think he's he's in. I I think that you know Riley Bulla is uh he's you down. know he's out yeah. so that helps Darren Bates's problems but I think that Roberson is going to make it because I think our edge is just a little too thin for my liking. That's and why that, I kept Bledsoe. Well, yeah, but Bledsoe's <laughs> a defensive end, so he doesn't really count. Do, uh, he's, he's he's as edgy as uh as uh, a defensive lineman can be. Do we want to make a show bet on Bates making the team? No, because I'm not that. I'm not that, that comfortable. That was a quick no. Yeah. Damn it! Zach. That's exactly. I was trying to get him into it because usually Zach bites on yeah. on team bets pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm not that confident what in is- the difference between Roberson and Bates. I just think our edge because I don't think that Amani Bledsoe is anything. I the- am not believing the Amani Bledsoe hype anymore. I don't know why you're blaming you're believing the Roberson hype then because not, he hasn't done anything in games. I'm not believing the Roberson hype. I'm just saying that I think Roberson will make. It because I think Edge is very thin, is especially the, with Harold Landry's mystery so injury. <laughs> I think I think Bates is safe. I think he's one of the better special teams players. David Long is good, but I don't think Bates he's got gonna, lucky that Bullet got injured though, because I don't think he was going to make the team if Bullet. I think it would have been a competition. I I don't know that I would have said he's a sure. Out. I, I think that our quarterback competition was a little bit. Uh, more neck and neck than the Bulla versus Bates competition. Oh no way, no way. Bates and Bulla would have been way close. Bates, Bates is a solid special teams guy. Like maybe he's a little bit of a wild card in the locker room, <laughs> but he's a solid special teams player. So, well, uh, and then he also, you know, you know, 
gets high and tells cops, oh, I got marijuana in here, or whatever he said to those cops. Right, look, marijuana. <laughs> and marijuana. I mean, come on. It's and still illegal, <laughs> know, and it's still a stupid it thing was, to do. It was it terribly is. dumb. But, <laughs> it That's my issue. But in, in, I'm in, not making roster decisions based on how dumb a guy is off the field. In his, uh, how dumb a guy is on marijuana, because in his <laughs> under certain chemical substances, I have made very terrible choices as well. That's For fair. instance, yelling, just pickles and chicken at the microphone at a Crystal's drive-thru from the backseat of someone's car until the lady asked me to stop saying it because she understood. So we're going to move on to quarterbacks. Do we have any disagreement on cornerbacks? No. Cornerbacks <laughs> and safeties, we agree. Yeah, we're, we're in agreement. We've got Butler, Ryan, Jackson, Sims, Smith, Durden at corner, which is six. A little bit. I think we probably went a little heavy at defensive back, but these guys make good special teamers, especially guys like Durden and uh, Ty Smith. Uh, yeah, Ty Smith, Josh Kalou, all those guys. So uh, at safety, we've got Bayard, Vaccaro, Hooker, Crookshank, and uh, Josh Kalou. So there you have it. Uh, that's it. That's I all think, 53. Uh, I think this sounds like something we need to type up and tweet out, especially with the difference between Mike and Zach, so that uh, people can ridicule. We'll get that done. Yeah. yeah. We'll get that uh we'll get that out to you. So that would uh that went uh, a lot cleaner and nicer than I thought it was going to. I really wanted a show bet out of you two though. Because last year what was you all's bet last year? It was uh, Tajay and Taewon, I just and I got, won. No, no. Yes, no, no. I did. Buy what we said. This is disputed. We said by snap count, and that's what you said. I gave you the chance well, to go stats, and Taylor you didn't want to go stats. way more productive than Tajay. That's not what we said. We said, because I was going to go with production, and you you said, no, that's not a good way to do it. We got to do it the snap count, and guess who won the snap count? I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the audio of that. I, I'm not sure I buy that. All right, so <laughs> this is we had to listen to this all season last year because it was so convoluted. I, at the end of the season, I didn't even know who won. Uh, I won. Oh, Clear as apparently, day. Apparently, there is still no decision. Yeah. <laughs> debatable. It's not debatable. debatable. Based on the parameters that was set forth in the bet, <laughs> I won. Speak- we're gonna we're gonna need somebody to go back and pull the audio and review that for us. Speaking of debatable, uh, Zach has been. At very active this week on Twitter, defending, I think, is a razor-thin margin on a Derrick Henry argument, but I'm going to let him lay yeah. it out there. So, walk us through what's going on. I think that saying con- with that it's conclusive that Henry was getting benched in the Patriots game and that the only reason he went back in was because Flew got injured is a little, that's a little stretching what could be just part of the game plan what could have been just uh, situational. Many, many teams, including the team that we played, play three or more players at the running back position. Now, I am not saying that they were not miffed or they were they were not disappointed in Henry's productions up until those points. But I think it's a little razor thin of a margin to say, well, he was definitely getting benched and Fluellen was on the verge of taking his spot on the death chart. Mike? I don't know that I don't know that I would say he was for sure getting benched either because I mean it could have just been you know they wanted to get a look at Fluellen because they were upset with Henry and you know who knows if he would have run with that or not I know he did he did actually have a nice carry I think right before the play that he got hurt on but I I mean I think there's zero doubt that they were upset with Henry and right and I am not looking, disputing that 
to see if they might want to move to Fluellen as the kind of like big back in the offense or whatever um, before he got hurt and then they reverted back to Henry and he took off obviously but I, I do think there's some uh, some merit to the fact that they were upset and possibly looking at making a move to Fluellen. And I'm not saying that there is a possibility that they couldn't have been looking to maybe get Fluellen involved in games mm-hmm. where maybe him and Henry were splitting carries. But I do not think that there was going to be a time that Henry was going to be inactive. I just don't I, – I think that's ludicrous. I think it's he's a talented running back. He's always been a talented running back. And, yeah, he had his inconsistencies at the beginning of the year – but when you look at really all the numbers and the metrics all through that year, he was still more efficient than what Deion Lewis was. It was I, pretty rough there. Early. It was rough, but I mean, they were both rough, but he was still up until those points, his per touch basis was more efficient and successful. Now, it was like 3.4 versus 3.3. It was like eh, razor thin. Well, it was bad. it's still more. <laughs> I just don't see where, if, if they were so concerned with Henry. Why would they not go and actively try to replace Fluellen to get someone in there to to take to challenge Henry? And they never challenged him ever again. To but me, I that's guess, a little weird. But I guess I'll ask this. So if I recall correctly, Hen- Henry ended up having a pretty good rest of the game right. for the Patriots. And we yeah, don't know for sure that he still wouldn't have gotten those carries later. So, we really do not know. There's no conclusive evidence to say well, the, Henry was never going to get a carry in that game. Yeah, that's my problem. And now, if there's a source out there, if if Paul's got a source, I mean, usually when Paul speaks, he especially strongly he. And this, but, has but heard let me say this. Let me say somebody. this. People usually have been asking that have not been me. People have been asked. You know, if Paul's got a source, you know, I'd love to see just if for him to say it. He hasn't said it. I'm not saying he doesn't. Maybe he just missed missed those tweets. I I I am I am asking if 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 I am completely wrong based on a source and you say that, I will admit that I was wrong. But if this is just based because this is what he's kind of alluded to on those three fucking carries that Fluellen got in the middle of a game where game planning and keeping the opposing defense of Bill Belichick on its heels with different looks, then that's not enough for me. I, that is not enough. I think benched may be a, a little bit strong, but I do think losing carries to Fluellen is a viable I, thing. I think that was a vi- – I and, do think that is viable. And if you're losing carries to a you know former undrafted guy out of Toledo – and Fluellen's been good. Like, don't get me wrong; he's been a pretty good player. Oh, he's only Titans, had four carries uh, each season over the last two years. Let's yeah, let's I let's mean, let's call it like it is. Yeah, he's been he's been. There's a good chance that those could have been the last three carries he saw all season. Could could have I mean possible, but it seemed like they were at least interested in looking at him then. You yeah, know but I mean, it we don't know. I mean, but, that's that's kind of the thing that. We're, but you don't we're, put him. You don't put him in the game for no reason if Henry wasn't hurt. You know, that's the thing. You, I mean, you do Henry for situation. Okay, so but what situation do you want David Fluellen in over Derrick Henry? I don't know. Everybody's acting like he's gonna beat Derrick Henry for this job. So why is? <laughs> I mean, why can it not be situational? But we, so. What you're telling it's me, it's a problem if he's getting benched or if he's losing any carries to David Fluellen when they're both healthy. I don't think it is. I mean, is it a it problem is. when other teams do it? I, yes, if you've got a, a so, highly drafted, 
highly rated running Okay, so back when Sony Michelle's off the field because they're putting in Corderell Patterson, James White, or James Devlin, are they? Is that a problem? It's it's a problem when it's not the you're not even the primary back. Like he was, it, but that's the not a problem. It's a running back Lewis. by committee. Yeah, but they hadn't used Fluellen once. Also, they used him in the Chargers game one like one or two plays, and yeah. that was it. So well, they, they, the same this thing happened last the year before that when it was it's not like Henry and Fluellen Demarco was a regular member of a rotation or a committee. And like, he it wasn't was, the year before when he got the change. same amount of carries. I mean, Henry he got carries with Henry and Demarco it, the the year before. It just wouldn't have made. Well, he got he got carries because Henry I think missed a game, right? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I'm not but, 100 sure on that. But Fluellen. Fluellen coming into the game was a new thing. That was not like a oh Fluellen's getting his series thing. But I don't think it was a big thing. I mean, I not necessarily. I, I don't think it's significant. I think it's something that we could have kept an eye on going forward. But without anything other than those three carries, which is all that anybody's talking about, and this blurb from Chris Mortensen saying that he was available. Let me let me tell everybody something. Ninety percent of players on a roster are available for trade. All right, but but I will say, to the, and this is where you lose me on the argument, I don't think you're ever going to get a team confirmed that they're shopping a player. They, It's all the time. They, all they the time. They don't come out and say, oh yeah, right. we definitely were trying to trade him, but now we don't. Now we've but still we got him on the roster. But we hear people trading and they then... We hear more reports and okay, more reports and more reports. Like that from Mort. Yeah, but. it was a blurb. It wasn't even... He didn't even really... Like, when I went back and looked for the tweets of people when they heard it it was like did i just hear him say that like it was so quick that it but was like it was but nothing do we, but, do we not, but do we not collectively as a podcast trash the national media for completely ignoring us well i mean so i think it's kind of hard but to, nobody else got a source to back it up but i think i mean mortensen isn't exactly a like fly by night just, reporter but he's, i mean it's also made available dude. is does that mean that okay did the other teams call us and we countered with an offer? We don't know what made but available while, means. But while this may not be a source, it may lead some credence to it. The argument that Paul and then Jonathan Hutton were making today was that when Eddie George had a conversation with Derrick Henry about getting his head right, one of the things he talked about was something along the lines of either a trade rumor or you could get traded, in a maybe in a general sense. Yeah, And that Henry ended up saying that in a press conference or in an interview, I can't remember if it was a press conference or an interview where he said, if I don't produce, I'm, I'm going to be gone or something right. to those effects. I think that's enough to say that, that there was talk of moving him. If the price was right, that they were going to move. Him. Well, yeah, but what's the price? And if the price is really, well, if the price is really, this is where you'll lose me because we'll never know that. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But if the price is really high, then they still like Derrick Henry. I, I think using the trade thing, it, without having more information as an indictment of Henry on saying that they were actively shopping him or they were actively doing that. That's not what was reported. What was reported was he was made available, and we don't I mean, really know what that means. Made available and actively hear, shopping sounds like the same thing. You not really. You don't You don't hear guys, though. Like, I mean, why would a reporter come out and say something about it if it was just like, oh, well, they asked about him and they said, Oh well, we'd give we'd give them up for uh, three first round picks or you know something something like that. Why well, would they report that? Well, I mean that's what I'm saying. It was just a blurb. Like it was such in passing that they didn't spend minutes. They, it wasn't spent on a huge segment. It was just yeah. like it's just like a little blurb. It's like a you know just it was nothing. And then that's all that anybody has really to I, grasp on. I mean, that, that they 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 were like, well, they hate Henry because they were actively shopping him. I don't, or, I don't know that they they hate him, but well, I, that's I feel what like everybody's were, saying. That's I what feel everybody's like they were taking ready it as. To like, 
possibly move on from him though because I, I think there was some frustration there I think that's probably fair to say if he's losing carries to Flewellen and there's at least a report of some possible trade discussions happening with yeah, him but I don't I mean, think that's crazy but if the other teams are approaching you are you the ones that are actively seeking him I mean, we don't know who was approaching. But that's him. what I'm saying. You're assuming that they, but they well, well, why can't I? Why can I assume that? But that's, because but, y'all are making the same assumption <laughs> on the other end. Why can't I make a same assumption? Yeah, but that's the thing is that your basis, you're basing this entire second half of this giant argument off an assumption, which you, which are, you guys are too. Oh, let me finish. Well, I mean, but it's you're true. attacking the first part of it, saying that it was a trade assumption. You're, it is an assumption. It's an assumption a, by anybody because nobody knows. But I, you wrapped us in a, in a catch-22. There's no. It's not even worth arguing either That's what I'm point. saying. I think that that should be off the table when discussing how they feel about Derrick Henry either way. I think he's changed how they feel about him either way because right. otherwise he wouldn't be the starter coming into the season. I mean, yeah. I, it's pretty unquestioned. I, I understand the that there was, there was disinterest in Derrick Henry by this team. I we all We all know that. And I am not I think saying that's that there's all anyone not. saying, right? No, they're 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 getting very concrete with what they say. Who, who is they though? Well, you I mean, like Paul, Paul, is. Jamal. I mean, there's a bunch of people else on okay, there. But, I mean, but I mean, Paul, I, but Paul Karski, yeah, is a particular journalist who covers the team, right? These other people that you're talking about are in a Titans fan group, yeah. Well, I mean, there's also people on Twitter that are not in Titans fan Again, groups, fans, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So that's what I'm saying here is that yeah. I think we're I think you, we are putting too much stock into the opinion of the masses and then attaching on Paul Kaharski, who... Well, I think I think unless Paul has, says he's really got a source that says all this, I but, don't think... I, he's conclusively saying that... He literally said Flewellen was on the verge of taking Derrick Henry's roster But in spot. Paul's defense, I, I think when you do get to a certain point when you've been in the industry for as long as you have, I don't think you have to say sources have told me before you make a statement like that. Uh, I, I think you do if you're going to throw out something like that. I mean, if you're going to throw out something like that, I think that needs to be said. Because to me, everything that he said <laughs> after it, listen, everything he said after it sounds just like it's conjecture. It's his opinion. It doesn't. It, I don't know where to go with this because there's a you're never going to get teams that are going to come like conclusively come out and say, yes, we were shopping person X and it didn't work. But at the same time, I understand where you're coming from. I'm not I'm not discounting your argument, but. I don't care. Let's take the trade art right, out of it. All right, we'll okay? take the trade thing out. I think I think the trade is very inconclusive because we don't know who approached to. We don't know sure. anything all about right. it. That's fine. We'll set that aside. I am th- what what gets the whole con- confirming and saying that he was on the verge of taking his roster spot. I think is also inconclusive. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm not saying that Paul's right, or either of us are wrong. I think it's I think it's wrong to say that it's conclusive that he was on the verge of losing his spot. Because you don't know. I will say, even Nobody though, knows. Even though I disagree with you, I will say fair enough. Yeah. Because your argument is still, it's still in that realm. Of, there's not ever going to be a way to prove that. Well, if there's but, a but source. At the end, but at, and at the end of the day, yeah. at that, the end of the day, it ended up in the Titans' favor. Right. At least we hope so. We haven't started the regular season yet. Derrick Henry could come out and completely spray the bed. We don't know. But, but if you can't disprove it and, and you can't prove it, it's inconclusive. That's what I'm trying to get. I, I yeah. pers- my opinion All right, is but, that he wasn't going to lose his job to David Flewellen. But Paul's I mean, opinion is that he was on the verge of losing it. And I think was, they're both but opinions. I don't, know that that's at, I don't know that that's Paul's opinion. He was but, at least on the verge of splitting some carries with David Flewellen. But he was not on the verge of losing his job. 
I, I, I and we don't know really if he was on the verge your, of splitting he was, carries. Your carry starts to <laughs> but, turn into losing your. But we don't know. When you're already the RB two on the team at yeah. that point because Lewis was starting, so yeah. it was like it, I think he I think been conclusively two like B or RB2A. I think conclusively saying that that was going to be their plan going forward. We don't know. I don't know if it was. And I don't know if it wasn't. It's, it's all least, inconclusive. It's at least a uh, a bad sign, I think. It, it's, a, it's a weird sign because I don't think that three <laughs> carries in a game can dictate everything there is to know about a player. I mean, and I'm what not saying game that is. at all. I'm just saying that it's not. it was not an ordinary thing for David Fluellen to get a series in the middle and, of the game. And I'm thinking that it could be, and I don't know. Just a game plan to throw the Patriots off their game. I have to with agree. a different I look. I have to agree they with Mike up. there. I don't, they I don't were know. Up, up like seventeen to nothing at that point, weren't they? Uh, I uh, ha- yes. is in the second quarter. Uh, I can't remember if it's second quarter or third, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Coming up next, we figure out the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. No, <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I just think that I think saying anything is conclusive when you don't have any evidence that it's conclusive, and because we don't know, we don't know either way. Who is right? Who is wrong? We really don't. We know that there was a player getting carries. We don't know if after that offensive series was over, if he was going to continue getting carries. We don't know if he would. I mean, I I am opening to the door of it's inconclusive either way you look at it. Yeah. I I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it worked out. Henry bounced back. Yeah earned his spot and now he's the the lead running back for the team and we'll see what he does this year hopefully if he if he keeps that up i think you'll see a, a potential for him to get a second contract if he reverts back i think he'll probably be gone after this yeah. year so so if at any time flu ellen comes in i'm just gonna put earplugs in right because this is gonna get out of hand <laughs> i don't think it's an issue i mean i really don't i, de- I definitely think flu ellen's gonna get f- snaps this year but at fullback so <laughs> all right let's let's move on to preseason game three which is against Oh my God, the Steelers, right? Yeah, as uh, we played them preseason game three last year too. That's weird. Sunday night at seven p.m. Is it here? Yeah. Okay. Are you going? We're having an NFL draft. You gonna be there? Oh, that's right. The fantasy, fantasy draft. draft. Yeah. We're in a fantasy draft. That's why we're not going to the game. That's not an excuse. I I just I wouldn't be going anyway because it's preseason. It's still hotter than hell here. Um, what what do we expect? I hate asking this question about preseason because I know exactly what we're going to expect. Well, I, but do we? And I know I asked this off air, but I was also reading something while I was doing that. Are where are we at with the starters playing? Or, or uh, I don't see any reports just yet. I know last last year they played. Didn't they play the the Steelers in the third preseason mm-hmm. game last year too? Yeah. So it's kind of weird that they're doing that again. Yeah, I but, just we actually just had that conversation without you okay well thanks for leaving <laughs> me literally, literally, <laughs> literally, literally you almost said both mi- sides of our one minute and 15 seconds yeah, ago yeah so uh yeah so <laughs> thank you for participating yeah Mike. yeah i'm not listening um but yeah so i i think the starters probably play at least a little bit i i'm i'm of the opinion that like a lot of the coaches around the league now there's not a whole lot to be gained from playing these guys a, a bunch with Cam in the preseason. Newton last night yeah. getting injured, and he's got a midfoot sprain. I think you, I think you put the as many guys on ice as possible. You know, if you've got guys like maybe AJ Brown that needs to like make up some work, or if you want to get Derrick Henry a couple carries to see if he can like, you know, just to get him in rhythm or whatever. Like, I, I don't know that he even needs him. I'd probably rather not see Henry, but you know, I, I think you maybe play a few of those guys, but I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't want to see all everybody out there. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. It's like I would love to see Marcus have at least one or two drives with the the full offense. The full offense is finally healthy. I'd love to see that if, as long as they let Lawan play with the full. I'd kind of want to see Lawan instead of Kelly. Just I want to see it for at least one drive to just see. <laughs> How good this offense looks in yeah. in a preseason game, I know, but or, still no, something. I, no, I get it. Let's because I'm yeah. think, I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, Corey Brand. I mean, Corey Davis, AJ Brown, Humphreys, Walker, um, and then Lawan and Henry. Put them in for at least one series, <laughs> maybe even half a series. I don't know. I just want to see it once, and I, then I would I'll love be okay. To see it just but I'm kind of with you. It's like it. it we're we're so injury riddled you know, or prone to injury as a team anyway. And all the injuries, the concussions and stuff we saw last night, I'm just like, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of the preseason. No, I'm terrified of the preseason too because you have other teams that are getting injuries and that kind of thing. And, and you're almost thinking, when is the wheel going to spin, you know, disfavorably for us? So, yeah, knock on wood, the Titans have actually had some pretty fortunate injury luck so far this preseason. Certainly, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and, <laughs> and actually knock on wood because I really don't want to screw that up. So, I mean, what what are your expectations to see out of it? I know actually we've kind of just gone through that a little bit, but at the end of the day, if you don't want to see the starters out there much, what truly is? Do, do you really expect to see anything different other than what we're doing? I think it's going to look a lot like the Patriots game, honestly. I mean, yeah. It's going to be vanilla offense, vanilla defense, and you know, you might see the starters for a quarter and a half maybe. I don't know, depending on what they decide to do, but um, – I don't really care so much about how everybody looks. I, I want everybody to get out of the game healthy. You'd like to see, like last year, the Steelers defensive line just absolutely bullied the Titans offensive line. Um, so I'd like to see that be a little bit better because the Steelers front's pretty tough. Um, but, you know, that, that's about it. I mean, yeah, I'm, you want to see guys on the fringe of the roster make plays, you know, try to get on. It's I, I think these last two preseason games aren't necessarily for the fans. I think they're for the players, and if the these players that are on the no, fringe, no preseason games yeah. are for the fans. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying, there's nothing really. It, it's a, it's an open practice we're right. invited to. Yeah, yeah. If, if invited to pay for. Yeah, if fans yeah. want to watch the game, watch the game. If you don't want to watch the game, I'm not going to think you're a shitty or a shitty fan or something or a bad fan, and you don't really love the Titans because this is really just for these next two games are just for the back end players, in my opinion. Depending on what they do with the starters, because we still don't know what they're going to do with the starters. So, you know, I know I think they're off today, I guess. Um, so we probably won't get a report, I guess, of how they're going to play. And we may not know till Sunday. I don't know. You know who I would like to see is Nate Davis. Cause yeah, that'd be he needs a lot of reps. I think this game, that's a good point. In, he's back in practice and you would like to see if he's healthy enough to go, which, you know, there's no guarantee that he will be. But if he's healthy enough to go, you'd love to see him get a ton of snaps and really play well because Pomfield's been okay, but that right guard spot is still going to be a problem. And, you know, ultimately, Davis is the guy that I think everyone would agree would be the best-case scenario to take that spot because, one, that would signify that he's probably a, a solid draft pick and, and maybe a guy that you could develop around in the future. But, two – you know, just the other options, we kind of know what they are and we know they aren't that good. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see a lot of Nate Davis. That, that's a guy that hopefully will play a lot. I concur. 
<laughs> I concur. Sold. Isn't it weird that the Steelers are playing the Titans for the th- in the third preseason game again this year? Yeah. Have we talked weird. about that yet? <laughs> I, I don't. I I was going to bring up the fact that the Titans are playing the Steelers for the third <laughs> time in four preseason. <laughs> That's really weird. Whatever it is. That's weird. That's crazy. Uh, so, all right. Last but not least, uh, we'll close off the podcast with this. Real quick, um, we'll go between the three of us. Starting with you, Mike. Um Give me one reason for concern and one reason for confidence uh, leading into the season up to what you've seen so far out of the Titans. Uh, so the the reason I'm going to give for concern is actually the reason that what we just talked about, that right guard spot. I, I'm, I don't know that they're going to have better play out of that spot than they did out of Klein last year, which is you know pretty disappointing overall if, uh, if that turns out to be the case. Um, I, I, I'm just worried about it. I don't think Palm feels that good. Uh, I think he's a solid utility, like swing backup player, but, uh, I don't think you ideally want him starting 16 games for you on a, on a good offensive line. But, um, I, I think that's the biggest reason for concern. And my biggest reason for confidence is basically the back half of the, the defense. I, I think the secondary, uh, the inside linebackers particularly are going to be really, really high level. Um, and by the time Simmons gets back uh, off of injury, which hopefully you know happens around midseason, I think you're going to see some pretty ferocious lineups that the Titans are able to put on the field defensively. So I, I think that's probably my biggest reason for confidence at the end of the season. Uh, for me, biggest reason of concern would be the slow starts of the offense. Uh, when Kevin Byard had his eight interception year, we never scored off any of those eight interceptions. And then slow start to the Patriots game. Logan Ryan gets an interception. We don't get any points off that interception. Mm-hmm. So slow starts for the offense is a really big concern for me. And I would say confidence, health. I think right now we're pretty healthy. Uh, knock on wood. Could you please knock on wood? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, Marcus said in a conference this week, the stinger, the nerve damage, the numbness, all that stuff in his arm, gone. He's 100% confident in it. It's gone. And I think that health coupled with that is a big reason to have some confidence in this team. I concern um, it, it's overall maybe a bullshit answer, but I, I'm still concerned about Mariota. Uh, it's too little passing attempts to see in preseason to make a judgment, but some of the passes he's thrown still looks very similar to some of the non-confident garbage. We watched Mariota throw during the regular season last year. So that does give me some concern. It's probably overblown. I hope it's overblown. Um, but confidence wise, um, I got to go with Mike's answer. The defense gives me that vibe that I haven't had out of a Titans defense since like late nineties, early two thousands, when those guys were passing around that big logging chain in the locker room. I mean, I, I really am looking forward to seeing a Titans defense go back out on the field and smack people in the mouth. Cause it's been, it's been a while since the the fans have gotten to see something like that. So I'm really, really high on the Titans defense. Really want to see what they can put up. Um, all right. So Steelers Sunday night, seven o'clock here, but we are drafting in a fantasy football yeah. league. So we'll, we will, we'll have a TV on. We'll have the TV on. So we'll definitely uh, be back to and, give you some updates. And this is the uh, third preseason game. Mm-hmm. For the Steelers versus Titans, and they played in the third season preseason game last year. Did they really Steelers versus Titans? You know that, Mike? I did not. This is you know, first time hearing it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's weird. So I'm going to cut it off right there because I really don't want to go in the circle anymore. <laughs> hey, one more thing. Oh, God. <laughs> did you know? <laughs> 
Cut him off. I'm, I'm Cut his mic. That's going to be, gonna, that's gonna be <laughs> the end of the podcast because I don't want to hear Mike say it again. No, but thank you for tuning in. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Google Things. You can find us on Twitter at football. Oh, God. I God. Up every, <laughs> it's every time for the love of all the Tully. It's at F words pod. I should know this. I literally have to type it like every day. So anyways, at, foot, at F words, I'm just going to stop it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> you know where to find us. We're on Patreon. We really appreciate you tuning in. You have just been effed. But one more thing. <laughs> no. Steelers and Titans. Third preseason game. Second year. Stop. Wild. <laughs>